Welcome, and before I begin, my name is Jordan Carnduff. Welcome to the Success Code Podcast. And before I let you in to listen to the first episode, down below in the link description, there's a link to our real first episode. And this was recorded, and you can watch the video. And that will kind of let you know how all of these episodes work and intertwine with everyone after and the ones before. So I would go check that out first so you get a better understanding of how all these are going to work for you. So let it begin. Calling all the ones who see the world differently, the ones who desire to learn, grow, and make today better than yesterday so their tomorrows are bigger and brighter than they can ever imagine. So then welcome home to the Success Code Podcast. Welcome to the Success Code Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Carnduff, and I want to share with you guys something, um, a little story. Um, It's about like the plateau of of feeling kind of stuck or wondering what we're doing and or maybe why we're doing it or or how to get juiced up. But really it's, see, I believe that if you've ever had that feeling of like, why am I consuming this content? Why am I listening to the podcast? Why am I watching these videos? Why am I doing this course? Why am I doing, you know, why am I at this job? Why am I working here? You know, even at, at or intense ones, it's like, what am I still doing in, in this relationship or a business relationship or partnership? Or I don't even know, you know, that the things that I really used to like, they just don't juice me up anymore. If that's how you feel, then this is the episode to listen to. So uh, before I begin, I want to start off by saying when I was 14, I, I fell in love with reading personal growth books. And over the years, I became a junkie for it. I mean, that serotonin would flood in my brain and I'd, I'd get that brain buzz. You know, that, oh, that aha moment that I would start calling breakthroughs. But honestly, after realizing, you know, years later of how much time I was wasting, you know, on just reading the books and not taking the action, you know, it scared the living shit out of me because I would constantly tell myself I was learning, I was growing, I was studying, I was becoming a better person, you know, inside the books. And I realized, well, if I read a book on swimming and I've never swam before, I'm going to drown in the real world. I was like, doing and knowing is a way different place. So even though, you know, I would, I would learn so much, I would take so much action in consuming that would never produce. And it's, it scared me because the reasons where like, I was like, well, I, I just don't, I feel like I just don't take enough action. If you, if you, have you ever felt like that where you just don't feel like you take enough action where all these other people around you are taking so much action. They're doing so much in a day. They're getting up at 4.30. They're going to bed at 1. And they're getting three hours of sleep. And you're like, damn, like, God, I mean, I wake up at 7 and get tired at, like, 9. <laughs> What's, are these people, like, superhuman? Like, what? But here's the thing. It just, it's just another muscle. And, but I didn't know that at the time. So, for me, this is my headspace. See, I was still taking small action and, and things were working. So needless, needless to say, I was just confused on what to do. I didn't know how to get to my goals, what to do, and I just didn't know. And I mean, I asked myself, like, do I just spend like 80% of my time reading, watching videos, and doing like 20% work? Like, 
kind of doing an 80-20 rule, like just reversed or what? And in reality, I was just lazy. <laughs> but here's the thing. We think lazy is a bad thing in our society. We think that, you know, we can or can't get things done by being lazy. And it's like, it's a term, you know, negatively to us. Like being lazy is, is negative in a sense. But lazy people, in, on the bright side, find an easy way to do really hard tasks. See, Bill Gates is one of the richest men, you know, alive. I know, like, Elon just passed basically everybody uh, while I'm recording this. But he has a, an amazing quote that says, I, I choose a lazy person to do a hard job because a lazy person will find an easy way to do it. Bill Gates. See, here's the truth. If you're feeling totally unmotivated, lazy, or you just, you desire not to feel that way. Like you want to be like, Jordan, I want to fire up. I want to get things done. I want to be that person that gets just all this stuff done. Then here's the little secret. Here's the, the bread and butter of this, of this episode. You, you have to use a five minute rule. And it's explained like this. When I was 15, I was visiting, I was visiting my grandpa. And one morning around 7 a.m. or so, uh, he came up and he asked me, hey, later today, will you help me wash the car for me? And I said, sure, of course. So I was on my phone and I was listening to an audiobook, taking notes for about an hour or two or so. And, you know, at this point, um, while I was doing that and taking notes, I was also posting dropshipping items on eBay. And before dropshipping was a fad, my, my grandpa, I mean, kindly asked me, uh, hey, when are you going to wash a car, son? I said, soon, soon. And he's like, okay, and walks off. And so when about three hours go by, I was halfway done with my book, and I, would, I just got done posting those things that um, were making me super small amounts of money at the time. And uh, I was binge-watching YouTube videos. You know, my grandpa comes out, and he said, son. And he just lowers his voice, looks at me, looks down, looks at me. And he goes, there are two types of people in life. There are talkers and doers, and it's your choice on which one you want to be. And he points at me and turns around and walks outside. And inside, I was like, I was having this battle going on. Like, all my teenage boy hormones were racing through my brain and my blood. And I mean, I mean I'm pretty sure my, finch were, my, my fists were clenching. I, I mean, God, I, mean, I was kind of pissed. But I look outside, and he's... He's outside filling up the bucket to go wash out the car. And I opened the door and I walk out and I said, I got it. And he looked at me and he said, I know you don't want to. So only wash it for five minutes. And some of you already understand what's about to happen. And at the time, I did not. <laughs> See, I said, okay. But he continues and he goes, can you do that? There are over a thousand minutes in your day. He said, there's over 168 hours in a week said, can you take out five minutes of all of that just to do this? I said, sure. And he turned around and walked inside. And I started and uh, I started washing the car, and I was muttering to myself, oh, five minutes. Oh, yeah, just go watch five minutes. I mean, that's all I got to do. And, and then just in a flash, 50 minutes go by, and I find myself six feet back looking at this glistening, beautiful car in the sunlight, just feeling totally proud of what I just did. And I walk inside, I mean, chest pumped, and I look at my grandpa and go, I'm done. And he looks at me with this, this cheeky little grin on his face. He goes, only five minutes, huh? 
Like he just knew what was about to happen. And he continued on and saying, son, we're going to do things in life that we don't like. So we have to get over that hump and we just have to start it. Whenever you have to do something that you don't want to do, tell yourself, all right, I'll do it for five minutes until it gets done. Looking back on it, I mean, I've all I've used that ever since. You know, when things got hard, I would just go, I'm just going to I'm I'm just going to start it. I'm just going to that's all I'm going to do. I'm just going to start it. I'm going to lower that that expectation. I'm just going to do it for 5 minutes. And you know, it's like a reverse I don't know. It just it helps you get things done so much more effectively and looking back, I've I've always used it. And it's crazy because that's one of the main lessons he's taught me and it helped out my productivity insanely and he he's taught me so much so uh, another one was when you know I, I came to him and I was about 19 at this point I've accomplished um you know to me I thought was a lot and you know as I came to him I was like I wanted to write a book and you know, for a handful of weeks, I think a month, month and a half, um, I was like, I want to write a book. And, you know, how do I write my first book? And I started asking myself questions like, I mean, I, I can't write a book. I mean, I never have. Like, how do I do this? What do I do? Like, I don't know. Maybe I don't know enough. Maybe I don't know enough experience. So I pushed it off and I pushed it off and I pushed it off. And uh, I told my grandpa about it. And he said, son, how long do you think it's going to take you? And he's like, a year, six months, five months, what? I said, I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm not that old. <laughs> so all I can really do is reiterate other people that I really believe their ideas about and some of my own experience. And uh, honestly, I, I bet if I really put all of my time and energy and effort into it, maybe a week. And he put it so simple, and it just stuck with me. He said, well, in a week, you could have your own book. Name on the cover. You could feel great about it. And shit, you'd have your own book. There's, mo there's so many people who say they want a book. Or in a week, you could just keep on telling yourself, one day, I'll write a book. And you'll do that until you die. My grand Here's the thing about my grandfather. He was, a, he was Superman. I mean, when he, it came to getting things done, I mean, at 75 at this time, I mean, he was still cleaning out gutters. I mean... I, I mean, I remember I came to him, and he was all bruised up. I mean, he had, he had bandages all over his arms. He was a cut on his face. I'm like, what did you do? And he's like, got in a fight with a bobcat. <laughs> I was like, no, really. He's like, I fell on my bike yesterday. I was like, Grandpa, like, what? He's like, I don't know. I'm a little banged up. I'm all right. And then about five minutes later, after we get done eating breakfast, he goes back to his room, comes back out, sweats on and shoes. And I'm like, oh, where are you going? And uh, he's like, I'm going to go for a bike ride. I'm like, didn't you just fell yesterday? He goes, so? And he went on his bike ride. So he's the type of guy to fall on his bike at 75 and get back on it the next day. A fearless man who only feared not getting something done and being more every single day. And it's something I've always aspired to be. So after he told me that and after he you know, said you could either have it or you couldn't, it, I mean, it was just that simple. And I was like, you're right. It is just that simple. And I wrote, I wrote that book in four days and I sold that ebook in the following week. And I visited my grandpa to show him and he was happy. Like before, before I even said anything about it, like, I was like, Hey, I wrote the book. And he's like, cool. And you could tell he was happy. And before he could say anything, or he even looked at it 
on the page. Like it was an ebook. And before anything, he said, are you finished? I said, um, I mean, I'll probably make some revisions. And he said, let me rephrase. He said, are you proud of it? And I said, well, I mean, some parts, yes. But I mean, other parts uh, could definitely be like rewritten. And, and some, he said something so profound that has stuck with me forever. And I'll never forget it. If you're not proud of it, you're not finished. And I recorded the rest of my book. <laughs> I mean, I went home. When I went home, I was driving and I just, boop, I put on my voice memos and just poured out all these revisions. I'd pull over, look at them like, ah, I don't like that. And I would just start recording, recording, recording all these voice memos. And there were revisions to these chapters and more in-depth and more details and the things that I wanted and the simplifying other other things that were a little complicated to understand. And and this hour la- this hour long drive took about three and a half hours because <laughs> I was going down all these different roads to make my um, make my drive longer. And before I got I ran out of gas, I arrived home and I transcribed it. And I read through the following pages and I felt so proud of it. A few weeks pass and I wait for a shipment to come in and it comes in and it finally comes and I, wa- I run to the door. I peel open this box and my book and I slap it in my hand. I'm like, ah, oh, it's there. And before I opened it or anything, before I could even peel the silicone uh, wrapping off of it, I jump in my car and I drive to Springfield to visit my grandpa. And I look, and before I did anything, I I just peeled off my seatbelt, put my car in park, and I just run inside. And I look at him, and I put it in his hands. And before he even looked at the book, he looks at me, and I said, yes, I'm proud of it before he even looked at the book, while it's in his hand. He goes, then I'm proud of you. And he goes, good, you finished it. And it's just one of those moments that have just been burnt in my memory in the best way possible. And it taught me such a valuable lesson that whatever we want to do or the things that we say we want to do, you have such a simplistic choice that, you know, however long it's going to take you, um, just start doing it. Just, for example, uh, I heard this coaching story um, about a gentleman who was uh, visiting this waitress. And this waitress uh, would um, was coming to him, and he was a regular, and he said, hey, um, what's something you want to do? She's like, well, um, I want to be, you know, I want to be a, a uh, I don't know if it was a doctor or a vet. Um, I, I can't remember. But it, just for the sake of the story, just to get an understanding, let's say um, it was a doctor, like a chiropractor. And it's like, well, I wanted to be a chiropractor. You know, that's what I want to do. I want to finish school. And he goes, oh, cool. How long does that, you know, how long would that take you? She's like, well, about six years. And and he's like, well, what's holding you back from it? She's like, well, uh, you know, I've been really on the fence about it. You know, that's, I mean, that's, that's six years, you know, of time and life and I don't know. She, he's like, but you're lighting up when you're talking about being a chiropractor. She's like, yeah, I know. Like, I, I really want to do it. But, like, that's just a lot of time. And he put simply just uh, the fact of, look, in six years you could, be, you could be a doctor, or in six years you won't be. That's it. And... Uh, I think it was like the following weekend or two weeks or a month goes by or something. He comes in and she runs up to him and goes, you've changed my life. And he's like, whoa, what? 
He's like, what do you mean? It's like, you changed my life. And she's like, today's my last day. He's like, what? I mean, what do you mean? She's like, you told me I could either be a doctor or I couldn't be. And that day I put in my two weeks, or I put in, I said, I'm going to finish out this month, put in my two weeks, and I'm going to be, and I'm going to become a doctor. She's like, I applied, I got accepted, I'm going to go and be a doctor. And uh, it's just the same thing of, of how easy we start to lose track of our goals. We tell ourselves, you know, that's going to be too long. I don't, I don't know, that might be too hard. And sometimes it's just as simple as going, I'm just going to do that. Because however long it's going to take, it's either I could or I couldn't. And even if I fail along the way, that's just the journey of life. And you have to enjoy that journey. And it's not going to be enjoyable all the time. But that's just something we got to learn to love. And it's really unique because the other thing about productivity and just getting things done, and if you might not even know what you want to do, like if you have no idea, there's an episode in this podcast that will be batched out that if this isn't the only one on there, there should be a goal-setting one on how, we, how I set goals and, and how you reverse engineer them. Go listen to that. Like That's the one I'd go listen to if you have no idea what to do. Like, that's it. But if you just feel stuck or you feel unmotivated and you're just like, I mean, I got, I got these dreams. I, I know how to go about them or I know who could help me get there. And that's what I would, I would use that tool, the five-minute rule. Tell yourself, five minutes, just do it. And the reason why the five-minute rule works is because it gets you over that little hump. It starts to build up some momentum. I mean, momentum is a powerful, powerful force. So you got to use it. And it just starts to train yourself to doing the hard things. And doing those hard things is really good. Because the next episode after this is about this little tool I use that's kind of tethered with that five-minute rule that's something called purposeful pressure. It's called diamondization or diamondizing yourself, right? Because how do you, how is a diamond made? Is it made by getting ran through feathers? No. It's by constant and consistent pressure, which sounds really painful to us, but it's a little tool that I want to share with you in the next episode. So make sure you go check that out. And to kind of wrap all this up, use the five-minute rule when you're feeling that you don't want to do something that you know that you should do to get you closer to that goal. And then also, if you're not proud of something, don't do it. Like, if you're not proud of it, that means it's not finished. If you're like, oh, yeah, it's okay, then that means it's not finished. But I also, the thing that skyrocketed my productivity is this phrase right here. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be done. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please check us out on everywhere that they have episodes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please like, share with a friend. Uh, Send it to someone who you think that would enjoy this type of content. Um, So, we used to run an older successful podcast that um, I turned into a small a small group. Um, I don't know if this will be the same type of uh, thing, but uh, we want to we wanna share and give as much as we possibly can um, to you guys. So welcome to the Success Code and welcome to being a part of our tribe. And I look forward to, uh, 
to hearing from you. Uh, write us every single Friday. We do uh, what we call Fan Mail Friday, uh, where we'll read and answer your questions and things of that sort. And sometimes when we have uh, some celebrity guests and expert guests, um, they'll be with us on, on Fan Mail Friday. And uh, yeah, it'd be pretty cool. So thank you uh, for listening, and I will talk to you soon. Peace.